Hey, Stibu. Jason, anata wa watashi no sabiso ga hitsuya yo dasho ka? Kashikomi mashita. Watazenaya wa dade nesta? Koki zazeski podcastro. Watise wa senoma sadu sha o motomote ori. Wata soa anto ninzenka o nihongo sinagraba namasenka? I don't. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Late Seating. I am Jason Harding. And I'm Steve Shives. And on this show, we take a classic movie and see if it lives up to its reputation, whether or not that reputation is good or bad. And this time around, the movie's reputation is good. Right, Steve? <laughs> I guess. I've heard that some people like it. Yeah. <laughs> What movie is good that only a few people like, according to Steve? Well, <clears throat> it's that classic black and white 1954 Japanese epic. Is it an epic? I mean... It, yes and no. Yeah, yes and yeah. no. And a movie that we've kind of been dancing around for about four and a half years. <laughs> <laughs> a director who we've been too scared to approach... <laughs> and a movie that we love so much that we're like, do we really want to do this to this? <laughs> and I finally decided, you know what? Yeah, because we're bastards. <laughs> <laughs> the movie that we're going to put on the chopping block this time around is the beautiful masterpiece, The Seven Samurai. <laughs> And we're going to get our greasy fingerprints all over it. Oh boy, are we. So, Steve, do you have any trivia for The Seven Samurai? <laughs> this this little-known film. Yeah. This, uh, no, n- un- not influential. Yeah, not very well regarded. Um, <laughs> I, I do, actually. I have, I have two pieces of trivia about this film. The first is that uh, Seven Samurai, in case anybody didn't know this, or if you weren't paying attention during the the credits of the film was actually produced by Toho Studios, which is they produced like everything. They produced everything. They weren't the only <laughs> Japanese production company, but they were. They 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 did quite a bit, yeah, and uh, and of course they also are most famous for producing uh, what we call the Godzilla films. Yeah. And Seven Samurai and Gojira, the original Godzilla, were both being produced at Toho at the same time. Yeah, and on they, the same and, sets. If yeah. you look closely, you can see Godzilla in the background. <laughs> yeah, hey, and why, why don't the samurai seem worried about the giant radioactive monster? That, that doesn't actually happen. I'm just trying um, to get people to watch the movie. Oh, Godzilla's in it. <laughs> if you need people to say Godzilla's in it to get you to watch Seven Samurai, you might be listening to the, the wrong show. He's one of the samurai show. walking by with his sword over his shoulder when they go to town. <laughs> he swears he's a samurai. <laughs> um, so they were both being produced at the same time, and, yep. and they were released the same year, and they, they were so expensive that Toho nearly had to declare bankruptcy. And Seven Samurai in particular... Uh, was so expensive, went so far over budget, and so far over schedule. It took a year it, to it, make it, this yeah, movie. A, a year to, to shoot. A year to, yeah, a year of principal photography. And Toho tried to shut it down just because of the cost overrun several times, and Kurosawa mm-hmm. himself had to go and, and basically beg the studio heads not to kill the movie, because they were convinced that this movie was going to be a flop, that they were just shoveling well. money into a hole. And 
And instead, what happened was it became the third highest grossing film in Japan that year and eventually became the highest grossing Japanese film worldwide ever. Um, and it made more money that year than Gojira did in Japan, which was mm-hmm. also a top 10 box office film and yeah. went on to to spawn the, the Godzilla, uh, the Kaiju franchise that Toho right. is now most well known for. So it actually, even though both of those films nearly bankrupted the company, they wound up saving it and turning it into one of the leading film studios in the world. Um, and also, the second bit of trivia is uh, the actor uh, Saiju Miyaguchi, who plays the samurai Kyuzo, who we'll talk about when we get to the uh, to the movie, who is like yeah. the master swordsman, had not mm-hmm. had not ever touched a sword That's before this movie. impossible to believe. He had never touched a sword before this movie. And it was just through the choreography and the editing and the cinematography that they were able to present his character as this unmatchable master swordsman. So it's a really cool, really unbelievable bit of trivia for Seven Samurai. And that's all I got. Sorry, the go- the, the ghost of, of uh, one of the actors has just called me. Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I just forgot to mute my phone. Oh. That's all. How dare Sorry, you? Everybody, I'm just like in a movie theater. I should answer it. Yeah? I don't know where it is. You're, Try the top shelf. You're ruining Shut it up. for everybody. <laughs> Shut up. My daughter doesn't know where the preserves are. Well, if they're not there, try the bottom shelf. Dude! No, the one that has the noodles in it. Hey, pass the noodles. He's talking over the subtitles. Shut dude. up. <laughs> Hang up the My phone, dude. My daughter needs dude. to make a sandwich. Hang up the phone! All right, sorry about that. I'm hey, calling the usher. I don't have any trivia, except I heard a story that contradicts one of your trivia things. Oh, oh okay, let me hear it. And that was Akira Kurosawa honestly did not care what the studio was saying and just continued filming anyway. <laughs> that's even better. If that's the truth, because that's even better. Because he said, there's nothing they can do about it. They can't shut us down. We had to build this village. Yes. And we have about 120 people out here. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. He actually, he insisted that they build a village set just for this movie. Toho wanted him to shoot on pre-standing sets, and he said, nope. Yeah, yeah, I don't like those. <laughs> and we're not trying to paint a picture that Kira Kurosawa was some sort of tyrant. He wasn't. He wasn't. He just had very, he knew what he wanted, and that's what he wanted. And pretty exactly. soon, he gained a reputation for making movies, and the people were like, yes, yes, sensei, we'll make you anything, anything you want. <laughs> you I want, want to-, to make a movie just about my dreams. Uh, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> Shit. Someone needs to make a giant mushroom. Uh, all right, we'll, we, do, uh, we'll do that. We're on it. <laughs> All right, are you ready for who made it? Yes, sir. Are you ready to hear Jason struggle through this? Yeah, there's there's a whole bunch of Japanese names. Oh, golly, guys, this and, is going to be Godzilla all over again. And Jason didn't watch Japanese wrestling when he was a teenager, so he doesn't I, know how to pronounce any of these. I didn't. <laughs> Okay, it was directed by Akira Kurosawa. Now, you guys should know him by now if you've been listening to the show, because I've recommended, I think, three of his movies up until this point. Yeah. Um, and hopefully you went out to see them, but um, he's one of my favorite directors of all time. Um, I like a majority more of his films than I do a lot of Americans, you know, their body of work. I like him a lot more than Steven Spielberg. <laughs> and Steven Spielberg loves Akira Kurosawa a lot. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. So does Marty Scorsese. So does a lot of other people, including George Lucas, who didn't really doesn't really honor him as much as kind of just take stuff for his own stuff. A lot. (laughs) Like Jedi's. We'll get into that in a minute. He's a thief. He's a dirty, shameless thief. 
He's not. No. It was produced by Sojiro Motoki, screenplay played by Akira Kurosawa, Shinobu Hashimoto, and Hideo Uguni. Now, uh, normally they're... Oh, no, it's down below. And now we're going to do starring. Sorry, I got mixed up. All of these Japanese names have made my eyes start to swim in my head. <laughs> starring the fan... Okay, guys... This is a great cast, and if you like oh. Japanese film, you will recognize these names and you will know who these actors are. Yes. They have compelling, fantastic bodies of work, and um, it's a real shame that they aren't household names in America, especially one of them. <laughs> <laughs> because one of them is my favorite actor of all time. So, <clears throat> let's get started. Takashi Shimura as Kambe Shimada, or Obi-Wan Kenobi. Yes, exactly. <laughs> what? <laughs> Yoshio Naba as Gorbe Katayama, Dasuke Kato as Shishi, Shishijiro. How am I doing? Shishiroji. Shishiroji. Sh- yeah, yeah, Shichiroji, yeah. Thank you. Saije Mayaguchi as Kyozo. Minori Shichio. Minoru. <laughs> Sound it out. There you I'm go. I'm doing it. <laughs> as he. <laughs> Hayachi Hayashida Isao Kimura as Katsushiro Akamoto Toshiro I know, but this one's easy Toshiro Mofune as Kikuchio God damn it, I love this man Oh my god, yes (laughs) Now, he played a lot of samurais um, throughout his career Mm Mm-hmm but the thing about uh, Toshiro Mufune is his fucking range. Oh, my God. This character doesn't reappear in any other of his works. And this one kind of stands out because he really, he, he goes for it with his character. <laughs> you ain't forgetting Kikuchio in this movie no, at all. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. Uh, Yoshio Tsuchuya as Rikichi. Baduzen Hadari as Yohei. Yukiko Shimazaki as Rikichi's wife. Don't get used to her. <laughs> Kamatari Fujiwara as Manzo. Keiko Tsushima as Shino. Kukuten Kodo as Gisaki, Gisaku. <laughs> the old man. I'm doing okay. <laughs> Yoshia Kosugi as Mosuke. Okay. All right. Halfway there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only 90 more credits to go. Uh, <laughs> there are lots of characters. <laughs> music by Fumio Hayasaka. Very good music. Mm. Very under, very simple, underplayed. You know, yeah. No major. You know, it's it doesn't hit you over the head. It's just there to be there, right? Yeah, definitely. Kind of set an undertone the way music should be. Cinematography by Asakazu Nakai. Good job. Edited by Akira Kurosawa. Now I'm going to bring this up. They would spend the day shooting. Akira Kurosawa would then get the prints processed and edit it all fucking night long. He would edit <laughs> while he shot. <laughs> yeah. Which would save some time. Most of the way most movies are done is you get everything in the can, everything gets labeled, and then the director and the editor and some other people go off into a room for about six months. Right. And they edit the film together. Not Kurosawa. He already kind of knew what he wanted and how he wanted to put it together, and he's like, fuck it. I don't sleep. I live on (laughs) cigarettes and coffee. Fuck it. I'm just going to do it now. (laughs) Um, Well done, by the way. (laughs) Kira, it works out for you. (laughs) 
production company Toho, distributed by Toho. It was released on April 26, 1954. Running time, 207 minutes. Budget, in American, 1.1 million. Box office, I don't have, but it made money. It made a lot of money. And also a lot of critics from around the world went, oh shit. <laughs> that's pretty um, good. <laughs> that was like, I, can we watch that <laughs> that movie that's more than three hours again? It got a limited release in the United States as its full length, and then it got chopped. Yeah, they cut, I think, almost an hour out of it for yeah, the, they the cut wide American an hour release. Out of, yeah, for the American release, because they said, you know, Americans, they can't sit still for that long. They, they'll go crazy. <laughs> We're not going to read subtitles for three and a half hours. Yeah. Honey, should we watch this Burt Lancaster movie that's an hour and a half long? <laughs> or should we watch this 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 Japanese movie about Sam... Samaris? Samaris? Did I kill them during the, during the war? I don't know. I'm not sitting through three and a half hours of that. They're like cowboys with swords instead of guns, and they ain't got no cool hats. Well, some of them have guns. That's true. Some of them do have guns. That's right. The bad guys the have guns. The bad guys guns. have guns. Because only bad guys have guns. Just like in real I, life. I, did. <laughs> I don't care. I, I was distancing myself from that statement, but what? not Steve. I don't care. <laughs> Fuck it. Okay. All right, Steve. Come on. Okay. Let's let's put on this armor. Hey, where did we get this armor from? Shut up. Oh, sorry. Let's put. Be quiet. Don't you don't want to know the answer to that question? Yeah, I probably right, don't. Let's let's take our pants off. <laughs> These things always ride up on me. I. That's right. It's easier to run around yeah. and kill people when you don't have pants on. Come I, on. I, that's true. It is. That's very true. Let's have crippling emotional problems that we don't really talk about. Okay. <laughs> until something pulls them out of us forcibly. <laughs> until one big scene. I'm going to go over there and have sex with that farmer's daughter, I think. Okay. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> I'll cover for you. Don't worry. And let's run into the beautiful black and white world of the Seven Samurai. Steve? Yes. Take it away. Well, we start out with the opening credits, which are partially translated into English for us yeah. English-speaking uh, for us English-speaking watchers. And uh, Yeah, that's and, nice. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I think they take about half of the total running time of the film. <laughs> To get to get done. Yeah, you're kind of sitting there, and they've just stopped. I think the translator just gave up. Yeah, He's like, like, nope, uh, nope. Nobody needs and to they, know who the grips were. Come on. And they're just black and white. They're just you know white credits on a black background, yeah. right? Yeah, and very and a steady drum, drum beat behind it. Yeah, just very minimal music. Yeah, and yeah. it goes on for you know thirty, forty minutes. <laughs> About a week and, and a half. Like, oh, oh no. <laughs> I hope this isn't like a, an opening crawl that's explaining what everything you know, like explaining what the setup is no we get a little bit of a setup right after that right uh yeah that's right what yeah there, there's a little there's a little title it just explains it's uh, that uh the movie takes place uh during i think it mentions the the sengoku period of japanese history and it mentions mm -hmm. uh you know it, when when samurai were roaming the countryside and yeah. and and farmers were threatened by bandits it basically sets up like the the you know, basics, the basics yeah. that you need when you start the movie and then when when we fade up finally from the credits what do we see but a marauding a gang of bandits hillside. a beautiful hillside see a beautiful hillside yes and it starts growing bandits on horses out yeah. of the top whoa of so that's where bandits come from because that symbolism was born here of <laughs> The bandits rising up from the earth. See, there's symbolism and in, in there, Steve. Ah, you missed it. I don't get you it. You missed it, you jerk American. I don't. I don't get it. 
It's over my head. That's just, you know. <laughs> stop trying to read so much into it. It's not a deep movie. It's just a silly action <laughs> movie about samurai. <laughs> anyway, so all of these bandits come riding down. They ride up to a village, and they're like, Oh, there's that place where we're going to get all that food. And the but, well, well the, and the the band I think it's the bandit leader. He's like you numbskull. We just pillaged that village a couple because like, it's the Stooges. Hey, you numbskull. He's like he's hey, like hey, why don't we go down there and take the food now? He's like we just we just took all their food not too long ago. They're not going to have anything yet. What we need to do is just chill out, and we'll come back here in a few months after they've harvested, and then we'll rob them blind. Oh, hey. I get it. Yeah, <laughs> get out of here. Yeah, they have really flea brain. We'll come back in in ten days. Well, how long? I don't know. I, th- I think it's a couple of months altogether. We're coming back when their food's harvested. Yeah. Okay, they're all played out. They got no more women, and they got no more food. <laughs> Let them grow some more food and some more women, and then we'll come back. We'll just ride off to an indefinite spot and just kind of hang around. <laughs> we'll go. <laughs> we'll go pillage some more farmers. You know. That's right. Hopefully they have like a system. I hope I mean the bandits they have like a cycle where okay, you know, it's oh it's March. We're gonna we're gonna destroy that. Oh, village. it's bandit season. Yeah, exactly. The bandits have come out of hibernation and they're back. Well because otherwise it's not a sustainable way of life. Well, it's not anyway, but oh, okay. Well. <laughs> so anyway, so so the because bandits eventually the farmers starve to death and then you don't have a farm anymore. <laughs> and then the bandits are like, Well, what are we gonna do now? Maybe we should become farmers. Hey. Yeah, and, and then ban- the the surviving farmers become bandits and then the cycle <laughs> begins anew. Uh isn't history fun? Uh so anyway, so the bandits oh, but leave. someone overhears them. Someone overhears Yeah, them? I think and it's it's Yohei, isn't it? I think it's Yohei. It's Yohei. Yeah, and he's yeah. he's one of the villagers and he's like, Oh shit, this is true. Yohei has a permanently worried face. Oh boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Are you happy, Yohei? I don't know anymore. <laughs> I've never been happy. <laughs> yeah, then he runs back to the village and tells him about the bandits planning to come back in after the harvest and take everything. Yeah. And they have and like everyone a, a village meeting. In the middle of, yeah, they have a, that's not a meeting. They gather in the middle of the village to to lay down in the dirt and cry. It's <laughs> oh, not a meeting. They're just like bummed out and weeping into the ground. <laughs> Point of order. Point of order, I'm really upset and sad. Carried, knock. (laughs) I propose we all kill ourselves. Second, is there a second? Let's tell the government. No, fuck you. Yeah, the government sucks. finally, Rikichi says, I know what we do. Let's kill the bandits. Yeah, let's fight back. We kill the bandits, no more problems. What? (laughs) They're like, how we, we're we're farmers. We don't, we can't kill all those bandits. There's like 40 of them. Yeah, there's 40 of them. There's like 180 of us. How can that possibly work? <laughs> we only have them outnumbered like three to one. How could we possibly? <laughs> and as it turns out, we have a horde of weapons. Yeah. And a horde of food. But. And we're just hiding a lot of shit, actually. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but nope, we're doomed. And then they vote him down. They say, shut up. And then someone says, I know. Let's go see Yoda. Yoda will know what to do. <laughs> right. Yoda lives in an old mill across the river. Well, that's right. And they go out to see him, and Yoda seems barely conscious that they're even there. But Yoda says, you need to go hire some samurai. Right. And I'm like, samurai aren't going to come. We don't have any money. They're not going to come here. And he's like, oh, we got his food. What kind of samurai works for food? <laughs> and then he goes, then hire hungry samurai. And that's why I'm Yoda, bitches. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you just have all the answers, don't you, old man? You just know I everything. Do. Shut up. <laughs> and so they go to the big city. Yeah. Or the big town. The bigger village. Bigger village. 
And it's like Samurai Central. Oh, boy. It's like there are samurais walking down the street all over the goddamn place. And they try a couple of, you know, and they've got to do it because instead of a ticking clock, we have ripening barley. Right. Okay. So when the barley is ripe and it comes in for harvest, that's when the bandits go, ding dong, time to go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Barley's in. <laughs> So uh, they stay at a hotel, right? <laughs> yes. This, this totally sucky hotel where the guests are jerks and they're starving and there's a Japanese banjo player from Deliverance who's the only <laughs> entertainment. <laughs> yeah. There's a blind ba- there's a blind guitar player and he's just like randomly plucking strings and everybody's a jerk and there's a samurai there that's a jerk and yeah. kind of a coward. And they start fights with each other like just for least, yeah. entertainment and yeah. Yeah. And so they're like, oh, this sucks, and we're never going to find anybody. Next day, they go down to the river, and they're having a bath time, and then they see a bunch of people come out, and there's a troubling haircut. <laughs> yeah, this guy uh, kneels this down. This old dude, yeah. Yeah, he kneels down by the water, and, and he shaves his, his hair off. Yeah. And they're like, what the... What's all that about? Yeah, and all the people seem really upset that he's shaving his hair off. Yeah. And they go up and they go, what's going on? And he's like, okay, so a thief kidnapped a little kid and he's held up in this in this thing. And we hired this, we told this samurai guy and he said he'll do it for two rice cakes. And he shaved his hair off and I don't know what's going on at this point. Well, turns out, haircut dude is a samurai. Yeah. And he's taking care of the situation. And what he's going to do <laughs> is he's going to shave off his head, dress like a monk, go up and say, hey, you want these two rice cakes? And when the thief reaches for him, he fucking kills him. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what happens. Little kid is saved. And who else witnesses this? Uh, it's also witnessed by a young man named Katsushiro. Yeah, Katsushiro. Who, and... Yeah, um, oh, and Kikuchio. Yeah, Kukuchio sees it too. Yeah. And of course, all the farmers. And they're like, fuck shitballs. Yeah, let's go. That get... guy just did that literally for nothing. He didn't wa- actually want the two rice balls. Yeah. He might. He, it's like he's some kind of a good person. Yeah. It's <laughs> weird. So, uh, this turns out to be Kembe. Yeah. And after this, he's like super popular because uh, Katsushiro wants to be his disciple. Yeah. And they've picked up a weird stalker. Kikuchio. <laughs> 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 who's not saying anything just walking around and the farmers keep trying to walk up and kneel to him to ask him but he keeps they keep getting pushed out of the way by uh, kikuchio and um kambe really doesn't want a disciple does he no no he doesn't he well he doesn't think he's worthy of it and he thinks uh, katsushiro is is too young and naive and he thinks Mm -hmm. he'd be better off you know learning from somebody else i think he says that he's old he's tired of war yeah he doesn't need a padawan yeah i see what you fucking did lucas (laughs) (laughs) you bastard you ripped it off didn't you george do you know how much is fucking stolen from this movie for for the prequels oh my god yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, he Lucas Lucas himself admits that uh, the, oh, yeah. the first he... the first Star Wars is basically a remake of Hidden Fortress. I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> so um, they finally they finally talk to him. Yeah, and they say this is what we need. And Cambe's like, "Well, you need at least oh, let's see, what's a good number? You need um, I don't know a number higher than six, but lower than eight. Hmm. You know, at least oh, what would be a good number?" 
uh, seven samurai to pull this off. Has a ring to it. Because there's like 40 bandits. They keep saying there's 40 bandits. Right. Kata, let's hope that number's correct. There's 40 bandits. <laughs> Where do you get that number from? Is that a good, is that a reliable who, figure? Who went out? By the way, guys, who went out and counted the bandits? Did someone... <laughs> Was there a guy with a scroll and a parchment just counting oh. the number of bandits the last time they, you know, took took all your crops and stole your women? Was that uh, anybody? No? Okay. Anyway, but he also says that he's sick of fighting. Right. Right? Yeah. But one of the jerks at the hotel, mocking the farmers, accidentally convinces Kambay to do it. Right, exactly. Because he's like, oh, you stupid. Yeah, these guys are stupid. Look, they all they eat is millet, and they brought this rice. They're going to pay you in rice. And what does Kambay say? He says, well, I wouldn't want the rice to go to waste. Fucking right, because he's a fucking badass. That's why. <laughs> Takes the rice, I'll take the job. <sighs> so we now find out about Cambay's audition process, which is kind of brutal. Yeah, right? but efficient. Yeah, so yeah. a couple of them go out. They ask guys, please come into this house where there's not uh, Katsushiro waiting to hit you over the head with the, with the, with a branch or with a log. And and talk to Kambe about this this whole fight thing. And um, the first guy they bring back is Gorobe, right? Right. No. No, the, well, the first guy is they, they, it ends up turning him down. Yeah, he's the, like, fuck yeah. you. This is stupid. No, fuck off. Yeah. I don't work for food. Fuck you. <laughs> He's like, I'm still a samurai. Yeah. I don't need... And then yeah. they bring Goro Bay, and he doesn't even fall for it. He stops at the door. Yeah, he doesn't even come in. He's like, you're kidding me, right? Uh-huh. And then, uh-oh, Steve. Somebody stole their rice. Oh, shit. So the farmers brought rice, and right. rice is what they were going to use to try to lure... Because that's all they really have to offer is food. Right. And then someone stole it, because Yoshe is an idiot <laughs> or something. It just gave him something more to make his face look even more worried and sad. <laughs> right. <laughs> and there's this scene that just fucking breaks your heart. God damn it. Where oh, yeah. they spill the rice onto the floor, and you can see Yoshi's old hands just picking up the rice one grain at a time right. and putting it in his palm. And then what happens? Uh, uh, a handful of coins gets thrown down onto the floor in front of him where he's picking up the rice, and he looks up, and it's Katsushiro. That's right. And he's like, hey, ain't a thing. Yeah, he's like, don't <laughs> worry about it. Because part of Katsushiro's backstory is that he was born to a wealthy family, and he yeah. wants to be a samurai, so he has a little bit of walking around money. He's like, just go. Just get some more rice. Don't worry. And don't tell anybody. And he's a little ashamed of being from a wealthy family. Right, right. Uh, so, <laughs> Kanbei brings home a war buddy. Yeah. Yeah. Who is that? Oh, I can't, this is this is the guy's name I can never This is remember. one of the names where they don't say the name enough during the movie and they're like, oh, it's that guy. I know. It's uh, 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 Shichiroji. Shichiroji. And they know each other and he's like, yeah, fuck, I'm with you. Yeah. Fuck it. I was one of your lieutenants. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah. You and me. Hopefully this time we'll die. They say, <laughs> a few of them say that a lot. Yeah. Maybe we'll get killed. Shit, I don't care. Gorobe goes out and he finds a woodcutter. Yes. Someone chopping wood. Yeah, I, and I, I love I love the story that the guy says when he tells him about this samurai. He's like, oh, I, I have a samurai living in my backyard. He showed up and said he was hungry, but he didn't have any money, so he would just pay me by chopping wood. And that's like, mm -hmm. that's and that's what happened. And this is uh, Haihachi. Hayachi, and they're like, this guy will be a, a, this guy will cheer us up at dark times. Yeah, don't count on that. <laughs> don't. <laughs> it doesn't don't, work don't out that way it. so much. Not so much. 
Um, and then Akambe goes out and watches a bamboo fight <laughs> that escalates badly. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's uh, there's two samurai, and they're having like a little, I guess, like a sparring match where they're using bamboo stalks instead of swords, and yeah. and they have a little standoff, and then they fight. And the their one samurai says, "Well, too bad it was a draw." And the other yeah. guy says, "Oh no, I beat you." And he said, "Nope. I, if I had been holding a sword, you'd be fucking dead right now. You'd be fucking dead. Right. So just toddle off home, <laughs> you idiot. Uh, you go. I'm samurai badass. Yeah. You're just fidgety weirdo with a sword. So fuck off." And the other guy and doesn't. He's like, yeah, he's, yeah, he's he like, doesn't take that too well. He's like, "Let me get my sword." <laughs> <laughs> and that fight lasts a real long time. Oh wait, no, it doesn't. <laughs> And this is how we meet uh, Kyuzo, Kyuzo, who is the master and, swordsman. Yeah, and Kambe's like, I've never seen, you know, this is a guy who who's a samurai because he just, he's looking for a challenge or something like that. He yeah. doesn't care about anything else. We'll never get him. Let's go. And um, so they're back in the, the hotel, and Kambe uh, says, Katsu, Katsushiro, you need to go home. Right. Because they're trying to figure out. But then he almost immediately changes his mind when the other guys go, come on, come on. Yeah. It's okay. Come on. Let him come. He's never going to learn if you don't treat him like an adult. Yeah. Yeah. And then they're like, oh, we still need two more. And when you're thinking, oh, Jesus, how long, how much longer? It's like, oh, never mind. Here they are. Samurai badasses joined. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They only need one more, right? Yeah. And uh, then... One of the dirty hotel jerks comes in and he goes, hey, guess what? I found a samurai. He's totally cool. He beat up this whole barroom of people and he totally says he's a samurai and he's totally a samurai. And he's super drunk. And he's super drunk and he's coming here right now. So they set up the audition process and how's that go, Steve? <laughs> well, it's Kikuchio and he walks through the door and, uh-huh. and Katsushiro cracks him over the skull with the branch right. and he falls down and he says, who hit me? <laughs> And then one of them takes his sword, and we start playing the classic feudal Japanese game, Chase the Sword, where the point of the game is you get someone really drunk, hit them over the head, take their sword, and then they chase you around the hotel for, I don't know, an hour and a half. (laughs) Yeah, until they get tired, really. Until they pass out. Yeah. (laughs) But he's totally a samurai, right, Steve? Oh, for sure. For sure. Well, he, 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 he wakes up, he sees Kambei. And he's like, oh, it's you. I've been trying to find you ever since I saw you do that shit with the rice balls and the baby. Yeah. You know, he says, I've seen your bald head in my dreams. Yep. (laughs) And then he says, you know, I'm totally a samurai. I'm legit. I even have my family tree here that I can show you that proves it. And he has a scroll that he says is his family tree. And he's like, there, see the last name, Kikuchio. That's me. And, and they're like, uh-huh, and they rip it in half. <laughs> yeah, I think it's Kam- Kambe. He says, uh, so you're 13 years old? Because <laughs> look at the birth date of Kikuchio. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, then we cut back to town, cut down to the village. And Manzo wants his daughter to cut her hair and dress in de- drag because samurais be horny. Yeah, samurai and have a certain he- reputation. They have a little reputation for getting a little randy in the pants when it comes to village girls. Yeah. And she does not want to cut her hair. <laughs> no, not at all. And they don't do a really good job at it either. <laughs> <laughs> they they cut most of it. I mean, it's like he was swiping at the hair, not really cutting it. Hold still. 
<sighs> but now the samurai are heading back to the village, and uh, Kukuchio is following them. Yeah, they never actually told Kukuchio that he was invited to come along, but he That's sort right. of he follows them just anyway. Yeah, and yeah. he impresses them with some underwear fishing. Yes. Which he does. And then he impresses them again by getting ahead of them because they're like, hey, where'd Kakuchio go? And I'm like, I don't know. I kind of feel lonely without him here. And then he pops up in front of them and he's like, ha <laughs> Follow me! <sighs> and then they finally get to the town and the town is really bad at receptions. Yeah. The, they're like... Every, everybody's hiding. Nobody wants to come out. Like, Rikichi is yelling his throat sore. Like, hey, the samurai are here. Where is everybody? You and fucks. <laughs> Bring him something, you dumbasses. You assholes. And nobody <sighs> comes out. Yeah, and then they decide, hey, let's go see Yoda. <laughs> they go in, Yoda's there, they're all looking at him. They say a couple of things, don't they? Yeah, yeah, and he, not, he kind of half-ass makes excuses for the farmers. He's like, oh, they're yeah. fucking doofuses, don't worry about them. They're, they're afraid of everything, it's all they know how to be. Yeah, and mm. Kikuchigo fixes that, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, he he sounds the alarm, and every, that's right. Everybody comes running out. The the samurai and all the hiding villagers. Everybody comes running out into the street because they think the bandits are here. And mm. it turns out it's just Kikuchio, you know, uh, striking Banging the alarm. Them. Yeah, exactly. And they're like, "Hey, let's train the villagers." <laughs> and so that's what they do. What a great idea! <laughs> we'll train the villagers to fight too. Oh, we'll have lots of people fighting. And Kikuchio's uh, training some guys with spears, and he notices that one of them's got a spear. Yeah, like a real like, spear. Hey, that's not a not a sharpened bamboo stick, but an actual, honest to god spear. And he's like, "Where'd you get that from?" And he does it. And the, who's who has the spear, Steve? It's uh, Yohei. Yohei yeah. has it, and he looks really upset that he has it the whole time. He looks really upset no matter what the fuck is going on. <laughs> Yohei hasn't had an easy run of it. I Yohei think. would have that face getting a blowjob. Yohei. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh kikuchio goes out finds out that they have a whole bunch of weapons right oh boy yeah they have a whole stash of, of armor yeah. and spears he's like hey and... you guys have weapons and before we cut back to when he brings them into town we cut to katsushiro kambei and the other guy whose name is unpronounceable his lieutenant and they're walking through the forest and they're like ah oh, this is pretty but it's a death trap yeah it's pretty though and <laughs> Katsushiro is collecting flowers and uh, comes down a hill and then he sees a boy girl. Yeah. And he's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm totally a boy. And he's like, well, what are you doing collecting flowers? And he's waving a flower. <laughs> yeah, and he throws the flowers. He's like, it's such a great moment. He's like, no, uh -huh. no, no able-bodied man should be collecting flowers at a time like this. Oh, shit. And he throws his flowers. And away. the boy girl, yeah, the boy girl runs off. He grabs her and then realizes that this is Shino. Uh-oh. And she's a girl. Whoops. And he's been wrestling around with a girl. And that's uncomfortable. Mm-mm. Mm <laughs> so... Now we get the first bit of real complications, because everything has been pretty much black and white up until this point, right, Steve? Right, yeah. The farmers need help. Farm the samurai are going to help them. Everybody, yeah. The samurai are good. The farmers are good. Bandits, bad. Yeah, right? exactly. Until... Whoops. <laughs> Uh, Kikichio brings in all of these weapons and he throws them down. He says, look at this. Look at all this great stuff. And the samurai look kind of upset. Right. And the farmers look kind of upset. <laughs> Where'd you find that? <laughs> Because it turns out the farmers killed samurai to get those weapons, right, Steve? Right. Apparently what happened was the farmers would would find uh, samurai who were fleeing battle. 
like defeated samurai who were passing through their their country or wounded or were wounded yeah, yeah. and the farmers you know stole their weapons presumably Would killed kill them, them and yeah. and took their their weapons in their armor and kept them for themselves so yeah the the farmers uh-huh. aren't uh, aren't their hands aren't exactly completely clean yeah, yeah. and um Kikicho has one of his first great monologues oh boy yeah because he's like, yeah, these farmers are awful. They're scum. They they hoard things. They're always on the take. Yeah. And when they need help, they whine and they bitch and they moan. But the only reason they're like that is because of you fucking samurai. Exactly. <laughs> because you wage war and you burn down their villages and you sleep with their daughters and you take anything you want from them. How else are they supposed to react? And he storms out, right? Right. And then he sleeps in the barn with... With, <laughs> with Rikichi, yeah. <sighs> Next day, they they're like, we're over that shit. We're, we're we're over that shit when it happened. Yeah, we're fine. We're good. Because Yoda comes walking in on his cane and he's like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "Nothing." Yeah. <laughs> so the next day, they make a banner, right? Uh, yeah. Is it Gorobe that makes it, or is it? Uh... Yeah, go- I think I'm not sure if it's. I think it's Gorobe that makes it. And he's like, "See, these six circles represent the samurai. These lines represent the farmers." And they're like, well, "What does this triangle mean? It means we're gay. What do you want? <laughs> it means that that's you." And then that's just when they start making fun of. This is when they start making fun of uh, uh, Kikuchio. Kikuchio. Yeah, they call him Lord Kikuchio. Yeah, yeah, because they know he's not a samurai. Right. Right. And so while that happens, uh, samurai badass, it's raining. And he's like, I'm going to go out and I'm going to I'm going to go practice in the rain in this beautiful shot of me practicing in the rain in the forest. Right. <laughs> yes. And he sees Katsushiro and Shino. Uh-oh getting together and he's like I brought you rice and she's like I'm not going to eat it and he's like what f- I brought you rice and she's like I know but there's a grandma that that's we need to bring the food to the grandma right right cuz she doesn't have any family yeah. yeah and so yeah because her family has been completely killed by the bandits yeah. and so uh this news gets back to the group thanks to Samurai Badass <laughs> and they go in and they talk to her and they're like hey what's going on what do you want and she's like let me die please <laughs> yeah I just hope the bandits make it quick. I hope they kill me fast and not slow. And then, and then <laughs> Kikuchio has another has another uh, uh, outburst <laughs> where you're like, whose side is he on at this point? Yeah, you're just all over the place. <laughs> He's like, I don't care. This woman's a worm. And I was like, okay, okay. Wow. So you, wait, uh, you. Because we now know that he was he was a farmer, right? Yeah, he right? was born a farmer. Yeah, he was born a farmer. Mm. But uh, then we cut to them coming out of one of the rooms, and all the kids have shown up. And man, the kids love Kukuchi. Oh boy, yeah, and he really he seems to revel in like messing with them and sort of performing for them too. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they're like, "Hey, look, food! You guys are always want you always want food, but if you eat this food, we're going to get all sick." And then, do they feed the kids or do they just tempt them with food? Because we never actually see them give the rice cake, the rice balls to the kids. I don't. Yeah, we never see them do that. I don't know. No, or do they just stand there and then eat it in front say, of them? No, mm. knowing Kikuchio, he probably just stands there and eats it right in front of him. Oh, this is so he good! He probably puts it on the ground and steps yeah, on it. Nobody Worms. has any rice. What do you think of that? <laughs> So now they come up with the plan, and the plan is: you guys are going to go collect the harvest. We're going to flood the fields, right. and oh yeah, you guys that live on the outside of the village, um, move out. Right, move out. right. There's only a move, few houses move. that are on the other side of the river, and and Kembe is yeah. like, we can't, we can't defend those three extra houses outside the village. So you all have to come in. 
So fuck you. Yeah. Get in here. And the farmers are all upset. But they gotta accept it. So now we're back to training, and everyone's outside, and the farmers that live outside of the bridge are like, fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck you. Fuck this whole thing. Fuck it. Right. And they try to leave, and then Kanbei shows them a little katana, and they fall in line. <laughs> yes, and he has this awesome, sh- very short but very awesome monologue, where he basically explains to them the facts of life, and he's like, look, you guys have three houses out there. There's like 30 houses in the village, okay? We can't risk the whole village to try and look after you three out there, so you need to come in here, because the way it works is, if you want to save yourself, you have to protect other people. Yeah. And if you don't, then you're a jerk and you're just going to get killed. Yeah. This whole time, Kikuchio has been talking about how he wants a girl. Because yeah. they haven't seen any girls. And there are no girls around. Where are all the girls? Well, it's harvest time, and the girls are out, and Kikuchio is very happy. Yeah. Oh, look at all the girls! <laughs> it's like a kid in a candy yeah. store. Where have they been hiding these girls? <laughs> He runs up to one girl, takes her scythe, and says, I'm going to do this five times faster than you. (laughs) And then maybe we can get a little friendly later. Yeah, and everyone's talking, and then one of them turns to Rikichi and says, you need to get started and hurry up and find a wife. And Rikichi goes, fuck you, and runs away. (laughs) Yeah, it's not, he's not, uh, he doesn't like the wife talk. He runs out and uh, beats up some bamboo. Yeah. And they're like, what the fuck is wrong with that guy? I'm like, oh, I don't know. And then uh, Kambei and his lieutenant go out, and they're going to make the rounds. And Kikuchio has fallen asleep at his post, and there's some wanky hijinks where they take his sword. Yeah. And then, you know, wake him up and say, if, if that had been bandits, you would not have a head anymore. Yeah. And he's like, whatever. And then we get almost a montage, not quite, <laughs> but almost, where they build the defenses. Right. Right, they 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 have they're putting up like a barricade on one side of the village, and they're they're flooding yeah. the field. The idea is they want to try to force the bandits to approach only from one side. Mm-hmm. And then Cucuccio tries to ride a horse. <laughs> yes, it doesn't work out too well. It's it work out it's too Yohei's well. horse. It's like his field horse. So uh, now Ka- Katsushiro and Boy Girl, who have been meeting in secret, have a heart to heart. Yeah, and yeah. he's ashamed, and they can't be together because he's a Jedi and she's a senator. <laughs> Ex- I mean, exactly. They can't be together because he's a samurai and she is a farmer. Right, and it just isn't done. Yeah, and before they have the before the saddest offer of sex occurs. Because she, like, lies down to the grass crying, and she's just kind of lying there. Yeah. And she tells him, she says, go ahead, act like a samurai. Yeah, and he's like, but oh. I don't know why you, what you mean. Bandits. <sighs> they hear a horse, and there's bandits. And um, everyone knows, and everyone in the town's like, oh, bandits, probably scouts. Oh, let's quick, we hide. We we don't want them to know that samurai are here. But then Cuccio ruins the surprise. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because he, he heard that there were bandits, and everybody else uh-huh. is hiding, and Cuccio is just strolling through the center of town yelling, hey! Hey, where is everybody? Where is everybody? I'm a samurai! <laughs> so they're like, I'm one right. of the samurais you've hired to kill the bandits! <laughs> hey, come on! So now Kambe is like, all right, shit, I guess we have to kill these bandits. We yeah, can't so let them get back. The, yeah, he sends out Samurai Badass and uh, Katsuro and Kukuchio, uh, and they go out to take care of the bandits, and Kukuchio climbs up a tree, and uh, they tell Katsuro, you, Katsuhiro, you only watch. Right. Okay? And what he watches is <laughs> Kukuchio up in a tree, and Samurai Badass just leaning up against a tree. Sitting in the the, the tall flowers, the yeah. twiddling a flower in his hand, and then and then uh, 
Kikuchio attracts them with a rock, and when they get close enough, Samurai Badass pops up and kills two of them <laughs> with his sword. <laughs> and, well, he kills, yeah, he kills two of them, and uh, uh, Kikuchio uh, strangle punches the other one, right? Yeah, yeah. And they bring him back to the village alive. And if I had been the bandit, I would have been saying, please just kill me here with the guy with the sword. That, that'd be yeah. better than what's... Please. Because the peasants want him fucking dead. Oh, yes. Yes. We, we get the, the, the first of many shots of the farmers just swarming over a bandit <laughs> and stabbing him to death with their with their makeshift bamboo spears. Uh, and the samurai are trying to keep him away, and Kanbei's like, this man is begging for his life, and, and this is not right. And then yeah. what happens, Steve? Oh, the old woman comes out. Grandma the woman wants to get her family. revenge on. She's, like, yeah. coming out with this... This like little hoe spade thing, and someone says, "Someone help her kill the, the dude," and so they killed the dude. Yep. <sighs> so before they killed him, they found out about the bandits' camp, right? Right. Yeah, they have like a little makeshift fort, like outside the village in the woods. Yeah, and so they're like, "Okay, let's ride out, and we'll we'll go to the bandits' camp, right?" Right. We'll go check it out. We'll we'll go see. We can't all attack it. That won't work. And so they ride out, and it's. Kukuchio, Katsuhiro, um, Hayachi, Hayachi, and Samurai Badass, and yeah, Rikichi, and, and Rikichi, yeah, because they need a guide. And Rikichi's like, "I'll do it. I, I want to do it. I want to do it. I don't care if I die. I don't, I, I don't care. I, I hope I die twice. That would be great." <laughs> so they ride out, and of course, the hideout is at Bandit Falls, behind all these waterfalls. <laughs> yep. And they sneak up under one of the houses, and they're all asleep in the middle of the afternoon because they're filthy bandits with no work yeah. ethic. Yeah. They could be out raiding, but no, they're all no. there asleep in the middle of the day. And they say, hey, let's let's set fire into the house, and we'll kill them as they come out. Right. And they're like, that sounds great. Awesome. And while they're looking in there, they see a woman, and she looks upset or broken or yeah. something. Yeah. And the house is set on fire. And it's Rikichi that's setting the houses on fire, right? I believe so, yeah. Because he doesn't see the wolf went. Yeah. And then the house catches on fire and all these women run out. What happens to the women after that? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) They flee into the countryside. And they start hacking down the guys, and then a fight ensues. And they fall back to, uh, to take cover. And then the woman that we saw inside comes out, and Rikichi goes, Uh oh. Because without saying it, it's his wife. Yeah. And he runs up and she recognizes him. And in her shame, she does what, Steve? She runs back into the burning building. And Rikichi's like, that sounds good to me. And he runs. He's going to run in there, too. <laughs> Who stops him? Uh, it's Haihachi. Haihachi leaves the their, their position of cover and yeah. goes to get Rikichi. And as as he's taking Rikichi back to safety, we hear a gunshot yep. and, uh, and Haihachi falls. Yeah, and Haihachi is dead. And so they bury him and everyone is bummed and crying. Yeah. And Kukichio is like, stop it. Stop crying. Okay, I'm fine. I have to go do something epic. And he runs all the way into town, grabs the <laughs> banner, sticks it on top of one of the roofs, and that stops everyone from, uh, from crying. And then the bandits come, and they got yeah. guns. <laughs> oh, yes. They have, they count, they have three. They have three guns. And they're kind of riding around, checking it out. And Gorobe hits one with an arrow. He gets one with an arrow. Good. And Kami's yeah. like, good job. Oh, that's good. <laughs> 
<sighs> and uh, Cucuccio is working on the bridge with some villager- villagers, and some villagers walk up, and it's a man, a woman, and a kid. And I'm like, we gotta go out, because Yoda refuses to leave or something, right? Right. The old man wants to, he lives in the mill on the other side of the river, and he just, he wants to die in the mill. He doesn't want to come into the village. Him to, yeah, and, and she's like, he's like, fine, go, we gotta work the bridge. And then they work to fire up the troops to get them ready, right? Yeah. And the bandits fire up the farmers' homes. <laughs> yes, they set them all on fire. Uh, uh, the house with the old man catches on fire, and uh, is like, the old man's over there. The family, what about the family? And he runs off, and he gets to the mill, and the mother hands him the baby and a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, and then the mother dies because the mother had been speared, the and she just been... she was just able to make it out and save the baby before she died. And what does Cucuccio say? Uh, well, Kambe takes the mother and is carrying her away, and he's like, Cucuccio, come on, we gotta go, it's on fire. And Cucuccio, like, drops to his knees in the river, cradling, holding, the, cradling the baby, and he cries out, uh, this child is me, this same thing happened to me. Uh-huh. Do we dwell oh. on that? Nope. <laughs> no, not really, but, I mean, do you really need to? Nope. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, so later that night, some naked bandits try to sneak up onto the camp, and, um, guess who gets one? (laughs) (laughs) And guess who looks horribly sad that he did it? (laughs) Yes, he's he's still got, it's Yohei, and he still has the spear in the guy. Yeah. And he's like, oh! (laughs) (sighs) And now we have a night fight. Yeah. And they fight, and they fight, and uh, Manzo gets hit, barely. Yeah, and he actually, and then it's Gorobe who kind of smacks him on the side of the head, and he's like, hey, if this would kill you, then so would a flea bite. Shut up. <laughs> yeah, quit jerk. complaining. And uh, we find out that Rikichi is a little uh, driven. He's a little, uh, uh, he, he, like, he wants to kill all the bandits everywhere, right? Yeah. Yes. And then they fuck around with a scarecrow. Yeah. <laughs> Right. I think they just needed uh they needed to give uh Junior something to do. So they yeah. they put us they make him make a scarecrow an armor and they go go out there and 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 uh put, point this out behind one of the trees and see what happens. And he does it and he gets shot a couple of right. times, right? Right. And he comes back and he goes, "Yeah, they got guns. Well, what are we going to do about them?" And Samurai Badass goes, "Hold my beer." And he leaves. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> he just walks away. He just walks he just toward the walks the, the, the bandit position, yeah. They wait around. They hear footsteps and out of the fucking fog who shows who comes walking out with a musket. <laughs> it's it's Samurai Badass Kyuzu. Yeah, he he hands over the musket and he says, "And I got two of them." Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes he goes and fucking <laughs> goes to sleep. Yes. Oh, what a great man. Uh-huh. And um, the bandits come. They have this kind of trap set up in the only way to get into town where they'll let a couple in and then they'll f- hold off the other ones with the with the spears, right? Right. And um, that works a couple of times. They almost get the, they almost get the uh, bandit chief, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and after that, we find out that Katsushiro is totally in love with Samurai Badass now. He's like, yeah, he- I, I, I just wanted you, I just wanted to say that you are magnificent. And yeah. someone in America went, magnificent. Hmm. Seven Samurai Man. Huh, that's, there might be something there. There might be something there. <laughs> 
I mean, why should George Lucas be the only one who rips off Kurosawa? He learned it yeah. from the people who first ripped but, off this movie. But I mean, yeah, this yeah. was before the actual battle. The, he goes up and he's like, I just want to get some sleep. And he says, oh, I'm just going to stare at you. Is that okay? Yeah. I'm going to stare at you and say you're magnificent. <laughs> you're just super awesome. I love you. Then the battle. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> uh, Kikuchio uh, and him are out and... Katsuhiro is like, and then we're going to get married and my name's going to be Mrs. Samurai Badass because he's so great. And Kukuchi yeah. is like, I'm not bored by this conversation at all. <laughs> yeah, that's literally what he says. It's amazing. And he decides, you know what? I'm a badass too. I'm going to go do something. So he goes out. Yep. He sees that some of the bad a- bandits are trying to flee and they get shot down, right? Right. By the bandit leader. And the bandit leader says, okay, if any one of you fuckers tries to run away again fuck you i'll kill you do you understand if we don't steal their shit we're gonna starve so <laughs> i thought we were it. clear on how the whole bandit thing works <laughs> this is all we got all right <laughs> do you want to go get a job i don't <laughs> and when they leave they leave the bodies behind so right. Cucuccio decides that he is going to do a little cosplay. <laughs> yes. So he puts on the, the bandit's outfit, and he goes into town, and <laughs> he goes up and sits next to a musketeer, and he's like, hey, how you doing? I'm totally Hey, fellow bandit. <laughs> hello, hello, fellow bandits. <laughs> and he's like, hey, how you doing? And he's like, everything will be fine. I hope we get some food, because, boy, I'm, I'll be starving. He's like, uh-huh. And then the musketeer recognizes him, yeah. and he kills him, and he takes a gun. Yeah. And um, he comes back to town, and he's like, hey, look what I did. And Kambay's like, you idiot. Yeah, you abandoned your post. Yeah, samurais don't do things for personal glory, and this is, yeah. this is bull chump. Yeah, you're a jerk. Uh-huh. And then there's more fighting along the same lines that we had before, where the couple would get in. Except the women get some this time. Yeah. Some guy falls off his horse, and they all come out and chase him into a building. <laughs> <laughs> but an archer gets in, and he kills a few people. Yeah. Including who, Steve? Oh, uh, Gorobe. No, no, not yet. No, isn't it? Oh, no, Yohei. Yohei Yo-hei. gets shot. Yeah, Yohei Yo-hei gets shot. Yohei finally yeah. has a face that matches what happens to him. He gets shot in the back. And he said, I was I was defending my, my post. And then yeah. he dies. And hopefully he doesn't carry that face into the afterlife. <laughs> and then uh, Kikuchio kills the archer. Yeah. But Gorobe is killed. Yeah. And we're like, fuck me, balls, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't fun anymore. But after that, they check it off and they go, there's only 13 bandits left. Hopefully they have a correct count of how many bandits they are. <laughs> yeah. And Kambay is like, okay, the bandits are just as exhausted as we are. Yeah. There's only 13 of them left. So I bet tomorrow they're going to come in force and it'll be the decisive battle. Right. So everyone go get some rest. Go visit right. your families because tomorrow the shit is coming Right. and you may not have time, you know, to spend with your families. What if I hate my family and I don't want to see them? The death is preferable. <laughs> spend someone time separate with someone that else's guy family. out. <laughs> <laughs> So instead of getting some rest, Katsushiro, Katsushiro gets some. Oh, yeah. I guess. <laughs> I, apparently, perhaps. Implicitly, yes. <sighs> he goes out. He finds Shino. And she's like, we're all going to die tomorrow. And he goes, we don't know that. And then they they roll in the hay. <laughs> Meanwhile, Manzo is now looking for his daughter. And he's like, hey. screaming all over town. Shino! <laughs> I wonder how this is going to turn out. 
And uh, we see the farmers, and they're drinking, and they're singing, and they give a whole jug of sake to Kambe, and he's like, they've been holding out on us. They've been, they have hidden stock. They have hidden stocks. So look, there's food. There's look yeah. meat. They're not Cucu- just... Cucuccio was right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He, they've been holding... They, there's food and booze. And uh, Samurai Badass is like, I don't need any of that sake. And Kambe likes, I'm going to take this to Cucuccio, who hasn't left uh, Gorobe's grave. Because right. he's pretty upset about it. Yeah. And, uh-oh, Shino and uh, Katsushiro are caught. Whoops. Manzo sees them. And we find out that Manzo is a fucking asshole. <laughs> oh my god, he's a huge asshole. It's not just that he was like a little like uh, prudish and nervous for his daughter. It's like, no, he, he grabs her, he drags her into the middle of the village. He's calling her a slut and a, a whore. And, and hitting her. Hitting her, yeah. She's crying and Katsushiro is looking ashamed. And everyone comes up and uh, Kambe is like, What's, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you it. doing? Stop this. He's, what does he say? He says, stop this stop. violence. Stop this brutality. Yeah, yeah this brutality. And um, Manzo is like, I'm not gonna, I'm angry. And uh, then, uh, who who is it? It's his lieutenant. Shiro. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sh- Shichiroji. And he's like, look, we're all gonna die. People want to do things before they die, dick. Yeah, don't, they stop do being things such things an asshole. Stop being such an asshole. Yeah. And then Rikichi comes out and says... Hey, motherfucker, look, there's nothing wrong with two people being in love, you asshole. We should just kill him here, right, guys? We should all kill him? We should all kill him, right? <laughs> He's an asshole. Him? I'm not look, the only one who thinks so. Look, oh, <laughs> my daughter isn't a virgin anymore. I just watched my wife burn to death, motherfucker, after she had been <laughs> raped for I don't know how long by fucking bandits. You can take your little virginity preciousness and shove it up yeah. your asshole. Exactly. My wife burned to death two days ago in a bandit house, and you're <laughs> pissed because you're... Your daughter has a boyfriend? Yeah, but I... It's some, for some reason, it's super important to me, okay? I'm sorry maybe about your wife. Maybe you're just a little overly invested in your daughter's sex life, dude. <laughs> yeah, you maybe cut you her should hair just, and... Yeah, you should just I, back off. I think he likes to hear her cry. <laughs> <laughs> but before they can do anything, what happens? It starts to rain. Yeah. And everyone just kind of wanders off and just leaves Shino lying in the mud weeping. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and Katsushiro standing off yeah. to the side, looking yeah. ashamed. But now it's time for the final battle. Mm, yeah. So they loosen up the farmers by telling jokes. They make fun of uh, uh, Katsushiro a little bit. Yeah, yeah. What is it? Uh, uh, Shichiroji says, "Well, we're gonna we we expect you to fight like a man today because you became one last night." You know. And, yeah, and Kikuchio means business because he's putting swords in the mud because he, he's gonna need more than one sword to kill the bandits. Yeah, and his pants are off. That's right. It's <laughs> it's fighting time now, boys. That's right. <sighs> so they come in. Everyone's fighting. Kambe picks them off with a bow. Yeah. And man, does no man look better shooting a bow and arrow than Kambe. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some bandits sneak in and hide with the women, right? Yeah, yeah. There's a bunch of fighting, and then they kill the chief, the chief bandit. Yeah. But, oh no. But Samurai Badass gets shot. Yeah. And Kikuchio runs up. Well, he gets shot, and then Katsushiro loses his shit. Oh, yeah. And Kikuchio sees where the shot comes from, and he runs up to where it is. And what happens? Kikuchio gets shot. 
But yeah, but (laughs) before he dies, he staggers after the the guy with the musket and chases him out of the building and stabs him to death with his sword, and then he dies. And then he dies. Yeah. And the fight is over. Yeah. Cut two. Farmers celebrating, playing music, and planting the rice. <laughs> it's a party! Yay! It's a party for everybody! Except... <laughs> except the people who saved the village. Yeah, except for Kanbei, Katsushiro, and, um, and Shishijori. Yeah. The two veterans survived. He said, we lived once again. Yeah. He sounds really kind of disappointed by it. I know, I, yeah. He, I think he kind of wanted to die during this one, and it didn't happen. And um, they're looking at the graves that are up on a hill, and each grave has the sword in each one of them. Yeah. And uh, Katsushiro still wants to Shino, but she's like totally farmer now. She's right. like all farmer, and she just goes out to the field and tearfully starts singing the song that the rest of the people who are planting rice are singing. Right, Steve? Yeah, yeah. And uh, Kambe says, again, we are defeated, which which uh, calls back to a, one of his first lines in the movie. when he, It's when, a Pyrrhic victory. Yeah, because when, when, when Katsushiro first approaches him and says, I want to be your disciple, one of the things he says is, I've never won a battle. I've always lost. Yeah. And now here he is at the end, and he says, yep, we lost again. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? He said, no, no, the peasants won. Yeah. But look what we had to do. There's less than half of us left. We didn't win anything. Yep. If we had won, all seven of us would be here, and we'd rule this this village. God damn it. <laughs> fuck me. And Katsushiro is out there staring at the woman that he loves, and he doesn't dare approach. Yep. Can someone cut to the credits, please? Someone cut to the end. <laughs> Can we get more bummy? <laughs> I know, right? We have, there's a final shot. It pans up to and the And some graves. little kid runs up and pees on one of them. Thanks, jerks, and runs off. <laughs> Farmers are sneaking in to take the swords from the graves. <laughs> Campe is like, come on, we are standing right here. <laughs> Shushi Jordi has a heart attack and just falls over. <laughs> oh, thank God. <laughs> the end. The end. So, Steve, yes. how do you feel about this motion picture classic? The beautiful, mm. challenging mm-hmm. Seven Samurai. There's, I, I have a lot to say about it. I, I want to start. You do. <laughs> <laughs> it was okay. Um, it's, but first and foremost, I want to note that, um, people who listen to our show a lot will probably remember that one of my most common complaints about movies, even movies that I, that I wind up really liking is that it's too long. I, I am a big, I'm a big fan of brevity. I'm a big fan of movies, not, you know, taking forever to get where they're going. And I think it's important to point out that Seven Samurai is a terrific example of an exception to that rule because this is a very long movie. It's three and a half hours, but it is not, at least to my eye, it is not too long. It's a movie that takes its time, but it never drags. It uses that extended running time to develop its characters, to clearly establish the situation and what the stakes are, to allow relationships to form, and to progressively reveal 
complexities that we weren't aware of initially, like the farmers killing samurai and taking their 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 weapons. Um, right. And and it also allows Kurosawa to stage those climactic action scenes when the bandits finally do show up, so as to build from smaller set pieces to bigger ones. The action starts, and at first it's just a few bandits, it's the scouts, and then they go on a little raid to the bandit camp, and then the bandits start to actually come to the village, and the first day is a battle, but it's not that big. The second day it's a little bigger, and then the third day it's all-out war for the fate of the village and it, it it steps up progressively and it works really well and that long running time allows them to do that um it's one of the greatest action movies ever made yep and almost certainly the most influential at least when it comes to american cinema it, it, See, it do you consider this an action movie um not entirely not not solely but i think it definitely has influenced action cinema i mean it influenced it influenced movies not just in america but obviously in japan uh in hong kong in china it 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 was a huge influence in in its way it's just as influential as uh as something like citizen kane yeah um, because it it touched everything in in its genre or even anything that used the same techniques that came after it yeah it's not just an action movie but i think it definitely is an action movie um it's because it's it's not just a great action movie it's a movie that is is filled with these memorable performances um kurosawa is often celebrated as an action director and rightly so because he could put Uh together he could put together an action set piece like nobody else could but for me the most unforgettable scenes in seven samurai as marvelous as the action is are those that are focused primarily on characters faces and toshiro mifune has two amazing scenes he has more than two but there are two particularly he's amazing in everything every moment that he's, he's in this movie he's yeah he's phenomenal it's one of his best performances and he has a career of of almost nothing but brilliant uh-huh. performances um so there's the monologue about the farmers and the samurai which yep. we talked about and then there's that moment with the burning mill where he's holding the child and he says uh-huh. this is just what happened to me and that scene in particular is i mean that that scene is so good it's worth the whole movie even if the rest of the movie had been dog shit except for that scene it would have been worth sitting through three hours just to see that scene it's a masterpiece of writing and directing and acting and it communicates so much with so little it tells us so much about Kikuchio, about his character about his history and it's just heartbreaking it's such an amazing performance by mifune yep. in that moment um, people who don't understand how great Mifune is, when you talked about his range, um, Mifune could do everything that Clint Eastwood can do as an actor, only better. But you Clint mean like Eastwood, but but Clint Eastwood can't do everything that Toshiro Mifune could do. Nope. You can't. I mean, you can imagine Clint Eastwood because Clint Eastwood did what Mifune does in uh, in you know the the Dollars trilogy because those are based mm-hmm. on Yojimbo and Sanjiro and and their their characters are very similar there. But you can you could never imagine Clint Eastwood playing a character like Kikuchio, who is so dynamic and so physical and so up and down and clownish and that big great scene and emotional. Where he jumps up and he slaps his ass taunting. Oh. Oh, the bandits. He's amazing. 
he's amazing. He's a he's a tremendous physical actor. He's a tremendous emotional actor. So he's 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 incredible. And this movie also has fucking Takashi Shimura in it, uh-huh. who is maybe my favorite actor ever, at least in my top two or three. Who is so good as Kambe. He's not as dynamic as Mufune, but then again, who is? No. Uh, but he 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 has this incredibly expressive face. This is one of the most expressive faces in movie history. And and through his performance, he makes Kambe this smart, reliable, decent character. He's the moral center of this very what turns out to be a very morally ambiguous film. Uh, yep. That's that speech he gives to the villagers when the ones who live on the other side of the river try to abandon them, and he says, "You have to save yourselves by protecting others." That for me is right up there with uh, Charlie Chaplin's speech at the end of The Great Dictator in terms of just <laughs> amazing, just isolated scenes that aren't just great cinema, but but communicate this so incredibly important, like humanistic message that we yeah. all need to hear. Like, if you want to save yourself, you have to protect others. Um, it's just an amazing scene. And then the other performance that I'll single out, because the movie's full of good performances, but the only other performance I want to single out particularly is uh, Saiji Miyaguchi as Kyuzo, the samurai badass oh who, boy who is he's the sort of character that we don't really see all that much in movies um because he's a prodigy but he's not also a jerk nope he, he's a prodigy he's not boastful no he's a prodigy who is also shown to be a kind and decent and humble person he keeps yeah. to himself he doesn't boast but he isn't a jerk he covers for people he doesn't blow Shino's cover he doesn't tell everybody when he when he first learns about Katsushiro and Shino he doesn't blab it to everybody else uh, he encourages people when they seem depressed or when the villagers seem you know nervous before the battle he kind of puts his hand on one of their shoulders and he's like come on he's not like the asshole genius who other people tolerate because of how good he is, which is yeah. a much more common character type. He's genuinely an admirable person, so that when Katsushiro like just you know starts gushing over him, you you get it, like you understand yeah. why he admires him so much because he is truly an admirable character. Um, and just in general, to to wrap up, so I don't gush forever about this movie, um, <laughs> it's it's a it's a, it's a skillful mixture of multiple tones. And when you say like, is it is it an action movie? And that's not that's not the only thing it is. Um, it's it's many things at once, and it's many different tones at once. It, it's it's realistic, but it's not too realistic because we nope. see we see complications, we see nuances in the situations, we see the farmers are very sympathetic, but also they have. Have a history of killing retreating samurai so they yeah. have like both this this poverty but also this opportunistic viciousness um we we see that the samurai are heroic but also that samurai have this very well-earned bad reputation of treating mm-hmm. villagers kind of shitty during war of burning their houses and stuff it's a yeah. very it's a very romantic movie but it's not too romantic where there are all those shots of people on horseback the dramatic use of slow-mo in a couple of spots it's a really richly dramatic movie but it doesn't go overboard and it's got action and also character stuff. So yeah. it's not just an action movie, but it's also not just a character-based drama. It's both of those things and many other things, too. It's perfectly balanced. It's got really something for everybody, whether you're into action cinema or like really closely observed character-based stuff. And it's it's just one of the greatest films ever made. I don't know what else you can say about it. It's one of the greatest movies ever made. And it deserves every bit of of praise and accolades that it has gotten since it opened. So... There you go. My turn. Do it. Okay. I'm going to disagree with Stu. 
just a little bit. Okay. I think that this is a character drama where war is the central plot, where mm. this battle is the central thing. You know, basically the climax of the film is going to be this battle. And I also disagree with you about it being unrealistic in certain spots. Because I think it's nothing, no one, the heroes of this of this uh, piece never do anything that is not something that you couldn't imagine them already having done, right? right. We don't have people flipping over and, and doing these fantastic moves, right? The most amazing thing we don't actually get to see, and that's when the samurai badass goes out, out <laughs> into the woods and just comes back. Yep. Right? Yeah. We are left, that's left to our imagination. I think that this is a character drama because we do, the movie is long because Akira Kurosawa knows in order for this to work, we need to not only get to know seven characters, we don't get to know all of them all that well. The lieutenant, we don't get to know all that well, other than he's the faithful lieutenant Kambe. Right. And um, we don't really get to know Gorobe all that all that well either. Um, there's, you know, we can't spend all that much time with all of them. But there are a few villagers that we get to know really, really well. And he knows that in order for the ending to work, in order for any of the deaths to have impact, we need to get to know them. And in an American film, that would have been exposition. Yeah. We don't get that here. We get things dropped in here and there, and we start guessing. So, for example, um, Kikuchio. We assume he's a samurai when we first meet him. A kind of weird samurai, but a samurai nonetheless. <laughs> And then as we develop on, we realize, okay, this guy isn't a samurai, then who is he? And then it turns out that he was born a farmer, and then you find out later on that he had a tragic backstory, right? Yeah. We, that gets told out over three hours, the way it should be, yeah. without anyone, you know, people making, you know, logical guesses as to what, what his past is and who he is, and why he has such complicated feelings. Because if you want to break this down, you have the farmers on one side, you have the samurais on another, and Kukuchio is in the middle. He is a farmer that wants to be like a samurai, and he's conflicted about both. Yeah. And so he kind of walks that line. The only way that character works is if we give it enough time for it to for us to ingest that, right? Right. Talking about ambiguity again. So what's really genius about this film is that Kurosawa gives us what would have been a typical movie. Oh, these poor peasants. Oh, they're so upset because the bandits are going to come back and take all their stuff, and it's the most horrible thing ever, and they're weeping and crying. And then they go out and they find these really good samurai, and they're good. the samurai are going to come back, they're going to defend the village, and everything's going to be great, right? Yeah. And then he starts folding in how com complicated this is. Oh, you know those farmers? Well, it turns out not only have they killed samurai in the past... But also, they are kind of lying about everything. <laughs> they have a whole lot of food stored up, and weapons, and sake, and a bunch of other stuff. So they haven't been 100% honest with everybody. We, up to that point, we've been led to believe all oh, these poor guys, right. right? But we've also been led to believe that the samurai are all good. <laughs> and then they say, well, wait a minute. They haven't been all good because the samurai look ashamed about their past as well. Yeah. And when we get to that point, we have to make a decision as an audience member. How do we actually feel about this? Because it turns out that there's stuff that we did not know prior that is now going to influence how we view the rest of the movie. And that is, it's not set up as like a gimmick, right? Right. It's put there. He puts it right there. And the samurai accept it, and they're going to move on. And the villagers have to accept it, and they're going to move on. That's there for you. That's there for the audience member, so that you have a better informed, so you have a more 
more complicated feeling about what's going on in the film, and they put it right before all the fighting starts. Right before the samurai are going to risk their lives defending the village, and the villagers are going to risk their lives defending the village. If you want a message, it's that both of these guys put their past aside in order for the village to survive, right? Right. That's quality filmmaking. (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) That's what this film delivers. It delivers characters that you give a fuck about and really, really like. And he puts them in positions um, that um, make you question who they are and what they're all about. And then care about them when they get killed, right? I love this movie deeply because it doesn't hold my hand. It doesn't tell me how to feel. It doesn't. It 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 is a very neutral. But let's take Manzo and Shino, right? The film itself takes a very neutral part in it, right? Right. Because we recognize as an audience that what Manzo is doing is wrong, and there are three differing opinions of how they're going to approach this situation. But in the end, nothing is settled. Right. Right. The rain starts, and everyone kind of walks off. And as an audience member, you're like, but wait, aren't you supposed to tell me how to feel about this? No. Make up your own mind how you feel about it, okay? You can hate Manzo all you want. That's perfectly fine. Or you can be upset that, that Chino and, and uh, Katsushiro made a mistake. You, that's perfectly fine, too, if that's the way you want to take it. But we're not going to fucking tell you how to feel about it, all right? At the end of the movie, the villagers are happy. Yay! But our heroes, our protagonists, who warned us about this at the beginning of the movie, are like, we lost again. And we're like, wait, what? And you kind of want to walk up to him and say, stop looking at this like this. Look, he saved a bunch of people. Yes, they died, but some of them knew that that was going to happen. You told them that was what was probably going to happen. I don't know what you want out of this, Kambay. Stop it. (laughs) So, um, in regards to the action sequences, uh, the thing about the action sequences are that they are not overly choreographed. No. You never feel like people sat down and said, okay, you're going to do this, and you're going to do this, and we're going to parry and thrust and all this other stuff, which makes them visceral and real, which makes them feel dangerous which makes them feel chaotic, which actually feels like a battle. What I also like about this is that what normally would happen in a, in a movie like this is that the character development would have been maybe 45 minutes of the film and the rest would have been this battle with the bandits. And instead, they flip it yeah. and it's mostly character development. And when we finally do get the battles, it comes in spurts like an actual battle does. <laughs> yeah, It's not just, oh, here they come and they rush in and everyone attacks all at the same time. They send in little groups, they fight, they go off, there's another night, the little groups come in, they fight, they go off, we send people out to the camp, they fight, they come back. Like, in real life! (laughs) Right? (laughs) Yeah. So a modern take on this would have been, we would have focused on just the samurai. But when it's really in the thick of it, sometimes you lose track of where the samurai are, who the bandits are, and who the villagers are. That's the chaos of battle. And that's why these battle scenes are brilliant. Because, you know, like in real battle, they're fighting and they turn around and they go, oh, shoot, Gorobe is dead. Yeah. We never actually saw him get killed. But they're bringing him in on a stretcher from the Northern Pass. And you're like, oh, shit. We see some of the characters get killed because it has impact. You know, I think the high irony in this, and this is something else that Kurosawa is really good at, is when um, the samurai badass gets killed. It's portrayed very much in a cowardly way. You just hear a shot ring out and he flops down on the ground. This is a man who lives by the sword killed by something that he has no defense against. Yeah. So what am I saying? What I'm saying is, is if you haven't seen this movie, go. (laughs) 
<laughs> do it. And what are you doing with your life? If you see, if you go out and see this movie or any of the Kurosawa films that are taking place in feudal Japan, you will walk away going, fuck you, George Lucas. <laughs> <laughs> this is so much better. Yeah, it is better because it's no, it's, it is by no accident that the Jedi in the prequels are based on the samurai from these movies. Right. Except George decided, no, we're going to make them all boring. <laughs> They're not going to have, have personalities. <laughs> the seven samurai are all different. Yeah. All of them are different. They're not the same people. They're all different and they're all their individual characters. Unlike when they get ripped off. I really don't want to bring up the Magnificent Seven because we're going to have to review it, right? Right. I would say so, yeah. Because eventually we're going to have to review that movie, and I don't want to give away too much about my thoughts about the Magnificent Seven in regards to it and about what they changed and how it's different and not as good. Oops. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Although that's a pretty I mean, that's a pretty common take. You're not giving anything away by saying no. it's not no, as good I'm as... Because even people who really love the Magnificent Seven will usually admit, yeah, but it's not quite as good as the Seven Samurai. But this plot, villagers need help, let's go hire badasses, yeah. has been used again and again and again and never to this effect, right? No, even when Kurosawa used it again, it never yeah. quite. And he used it again for great movies, but it was never yes, quite did. Seven Samurai great, yeah. No, it was never quite the same. I mean, this is, the, A Bug's Life stole this plot. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. So I'm saying, I love it, go see it. It, it, you know, if you say, oh, it was too long and I just... That's fine. I get it. This might not be everybody's cup of tea, right? We're asking right. you to watch a movie that has subtitles that's more than three hours long. <laughs> right. In black and white. and But it's, most people, if you love film and you see this, this is going to so inform your viewing of other later films afterwards. And so historically, but more importantly, just as a movie, this is a great film. And so I say, classic Steve? <laughs> Let me think about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, classic. It's not, yeah, you just said it. It's not only is it incredibly important in terms of its influence, but it's just a joy. Just watching yes. it is a joy. Yes, it is. Yeah. And now's the time where we not recommend something. <laughs> Steve, do you have a movie to not recommend? <laughs> it was so difficult to find a movie that's not as good as this one. Me too. Um, I Well, we, we mentioned how influential... This movie in particular is, and Kurosawa's work in general has been, and uh, Seven Samurai, of course, was the basis for a couple of movies based literally on it. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna talk about any of those, um, but Kurosawa made other samurai films, and one of my other favorite Kurosawa samurai films, also starring Toshiro Mifune, is uh, Yojimbo, oh. which is just a great movie, just a fantastic. This movie. is supposed to be a not recommend. <laughs> Yojimbo was remade famously as, uh-huh. as, as uh, Yojimbo and also its sequel, Sandro, were the basis for the first two episodes in the Dollars trilogy starring Clint Eastwood, yes. uh, which are also great movies. Yes, they are. But, but Yojimbo was also used as the basis for this movie starring Bruce Willis <laughs> from 1996 <laughs> called Last Man Standing. And that <sighs> that is the movie I am not recommending, because even though it has a fantastic cast, not only Bruce Willis, but also Christopher Walken and William Sanderson and Bruce Dern, it's just a terrific, terrific cast. Uh, but it is not nearly as good as Yojimbo, not nearly as good as A Fistful of Dollars, and really just not good. 
It's a very, no. very, it's a, just a, a, a bleak, boring. We had talk, I talked about how Seven Samurai is a joy. This movie yeah. is utterly joyless. It's just a slog. It seems like nobody in the movie or involved in the movie was excited about making it at all. Nope. Um, and it's a shame because there are there are interesting parts of it. It, it. it updates the story from feudal Japan to 1930s Texas. There's like a little town. And there are these two gangs, these two rival sort of mafia gangs that are fighting each other. And Bruce Willis comes in and he's the, the lone crusader who has a mysterious past who ends up trying to play both sides against each other. And in Yojimbo, it's brilliant. And in Fistful of Dollars, it's brilliant. And in this movie, it's just boring and terrible. And nobody should ever watch it. Roger Ebert said in his review that it was a sad, lonely little movie. <laughs> and that is, I, I cannot, I cannot improve on that. So if, if you are interested in Kurosawa and you want to check out some of the m- movies made by other filmmakers that were inspired by him, or, or in many cases, even directly based on his work, I encourage you to do that, but you can skip Last Man Standing. I am not recommending that one. Okay, my turn. Mm. Okay, as you guys know, I like to recommend a f- or not recommend a film from the same year as the movie that we just reviewed, and it's 1954. And boy, there's a lot of movies that I could not recommend, but the one that I'm going <laughs> to not recommend is The Bowery Boys Meet the Monsters. There, done. See, I don't even have to tell you what it's about or who's in it. Isn't that great? <laughs> it's great. I don't even have to go in. I don't have to go on a long explanation as to why I'm not recommending it. Like Steve did, all I have to do is say the name. The Bowery Boys Meet the Monsters. It's, it's uh, <laughs> efficient. The Bowery Boys. The uh, the Bowery Boys need, require a lot of explaining. A lot of explaining. They they came from. They were originally the East Side Kids, and then they became <laughs> something else. And they are from a play. And and you know the two most famous ones are Leo Gorsi and Hans Hall. And by the 1950s, they were like in their mid 30s, so they weren't really kids. So now they were adults. <laughs> they were the Bowery Men. The whole plot revolves around a kid breaks the window of a candy store and they're like we with a baseball and they're like we need to build a baseball park for these kids and so it turns out that the people who own the empty lot they're going to go try to convince them to give it to them and it turns out the people on the empty lot are filled with crazy people and one guy's making a monster and another one's making a robot and another one's a vampire and the, both the robot guy and the, the the monster guy need brains, and then it's basically an hour of watching these guys run around a house and not be funny. Don't see it. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> Hopefully, everyone that I just said Bowery Boys, they went what? And that's good because they don't—they're not the Three Stooges. <laughs> no. That's like the perfect three-word negative review, isn't it? Yeah. Don't see it. <laughs> Don't see it. Don't see anything with the Bowery Boys name in it. It's just none. It's, uh... All right, that's it. Hey, Steve. Yeah. Guess what's next? We have to do another show about another movie. No. Next one we're doing is our Christmas <gasps> That's right. That's right. We do our Christmas special every year. That's right. For those of you who've been with us for a long time, we don't need to explain this to you, but for you newcomers, here's what we do at Christmas time. We take a Christmas movie, and we do a commentary track for it, don't we, Steve? <laughs> we sure do. It's like a commentary track recorded by people who had nothing to do with making the movie. The first time we did it was for It's a Wonderful Life, and yep. that was great. And the second time we did it, we were just having our teeth pulled out. We screamed into a microphone for two hours. <laughs> Which was Home I mean, Alone. we did Home Alone. <laughs> yes. <laughs> 
So we were struggling to figure out what Christmas movie could we possibly sit down and riff on for the, the length of the film. And I, I think we came up with a really good one that'll fill you full of Christmas <laughs> cheer, right, Steve? Yes, a, a Christmas classic, I dare say. That teaches about the importance of family. <laughs> yes. And how stupid the FBI are. <laughs> yes. Important the movie, lessons. The Christmas movie that we're going to be doing our riff track. I don't mean that. Don't come after us, riff track. I don't, you don't please, own that. You don't own that name. Please don't sue us. <laughs> we're doing a commentary track on just for Christmas, so you guys can sit down and watch this movie and listen to us, and you'll be watching it with us. It's so much fun, right? Yeah, Dave? it'll be it'll be just like we're there in your house this year. The Christmas classic. Die Hard. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. We're putting the argument as to whether or not Die Hard is a Christmas movie to bed. It's yeah. a Christmas movie. So hang up your stockings, put out your milk and cookies for Bruce Willis when he shows up. Mm-hmm. Now what? I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. Sums up whether or not it's a Christmas movie <laughs> or not. <laughs> if, the, if the words ho, ho, ho appear in the text, it is a Christmas story. That's right. God damn it. So... Next time, we're now. I'm actually not telling you to watch the movie because you're going to watch it with us, right? Yeah, Steve? yeah. Don't watch it ahead of time. You might get sick of it. You want to watch That's it at right. the same time as you're listening to our show. Yeah, this is right, baby. So, <laughs> yay, Christmas time for late seating. This has been Jason Harding, and go see a movie this week. And this has been Steve Shives. Don't mess with me. I may look like hell, but I'm a real samurai. Are you sure you're a real samurai? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. Where'd you go to school? What? Where's your license? Samurai. I went to Sa- Samurai Let me College. See your samurai oh, license. No, 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 no. It's, it's Samurai right, College. It's right, it's right here. I got it right here. See? Here you Okay, no, no, no. This is a library card. No, Come that's on. my Samurai Library card. See? No, no, it doesn't. You wrote Samurai above that's, Yoshido Library. They ran, Come on. They samurai ran, card. They ran out of the official ones. They just wrote it in. No, they just wrote it Look, in. If I'm not if I'm not a samurai, where did I get this cool ass samurai sword, huh? Look at I this. don't know. Where did you get that? I cool got ass from sword. they they hand them out when you graduate no, from samurai you, college. No, they're made for you. Well, no. In fact, your family you, name should be right there. You don't. On the, you don't know anything. What are you a samurai? Me, can I see your sword? You can look at it. I want to. I want to hold it. You don't have to hold it. You can see it perfectly well from here. No, you're gonna give me just the give, samurai sword. Give me. <sighs> just give it to me. Uh, here, just take it. <laughs> now we're playing Samurai yeah, Sword. Yeah, keep oh, away! Come on, give it back. You said you were just going to look at it. G- Quick, hit him on the head. Give me, uh, give me the, give me it back. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Give me my sword back. You're not getting it back. <sighs> you get it back when I see a license. <sighs> I left it in my other G-string. Late Seating is a Let Me Listen podcast production featuring Steve Shives and Jason Harding. Produced by Jason Harding. Theme music, Rollin' at Five, composed and performed by Kevin McLeod. You can find more Let Me Listen podcast productions at our website at www.letmelistenpodcast.com. You can also find us on Stitcher, iTunes, or just about anywhere you download podcasts. Late Seating is a listener-supported podcast. If you would like to support Late Seating or any of the other Lemme Listen productions for as little as $1 a month, please visit our Patreon page at www.patreon.com slash Listen. And thanks for listening.